Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the ERS Walk and Talk podcast. This is Lacey Wolf here, and today I am going completely solo. I wanted to share with you a topic that we are focusing on during the month of July that I personally am very passionate about, and that is movement mindset and ways to build a movement mindset. And I'm not talking about starting a movement, rather how to change the way we see movement in our own minds so we can get a little bit more of it into our days. I have always been interested in human motivation and I want to share with you a little bit about how my own mindset around movement has developed since childhood and how it's changed over time. And I want to provide you with some strategies that I think you may find useful if you ever have those days as most of us do when you don't feel like moving. I remember as a child growing up, my parents would quote Zig Ziglar, and my dad would talk about the book Psycho-Cybernetics, which came out in 1960 and talks about how we can change the way we think, and that is a powerful driver for human performance. My parents were not New Age philosophy gurus or anything like that. They were dairy farmers, and they truly wanted my brother and I to believe that anything was possible. A common statement in my house was, if you want something badly enough, nothing is going to stop you. And from as early as I can remember, my brother and I had ample opportunities to move, whether it was moving around the farm, working, or it was playing sports, which our parents certainly encouraged and were our greatest fans. And I also remember when I was five years old, after the 1984 Olympics, I was obsessed with Mary Lou Retton. My dad built me a balance beam for the backyard. I never competed in a gymnastics competition, and I wasn't probably very good, but in my mind, on my backyard balance beam, I was unstoppable. So from dance to gymnastics to softball and basketball and track and all the different things that I did all the way through high school, I was able to move a lot. And I'm not saying any of this to brag about my own experience with movement. I know that I was very lucky to have these opportunities afforded to me. And I'm truly grateful for the fact that my parents provided us opportunities and support to be able to do so many different types of movement. And in a way, I feel like I have spent my entire adult life trying to trying to encourage others to improve their health and to believe that anything is possible through movement as well. I was really lucky to go to a small school in West Texas where we could also compete in multiple sports every season. And we had incredible coaches that deeply believed in our ability to accomplish great things. So regardless of your age and regardless of how you grew up, I truly believe that it's never too late to start a movement practice. Like many people, during my college years, I veered away from movement because there wasn't a practice to go to or a game to prepare for. There didn't seem much of a purpose for moving. So even though I studied movement in college, I didn't love it the way I did growing up because team sports had become my purpose. And it was clear as I was moving into adulthood that I would need to find new reasons to move if I was going to sustain a movement practice for the rest of my life. So even though, again, I had studied movement, I was a kinesiology major. Um, when I moved overseas right after college to work for the U.S. Army, my first job, I was working for the Army Morale Welfare and Recreation Program in a fitness center. Um, we had a complaint from someone 
that said, we need a yoga class. Why don't we have a yoga class on post? So I was asked if I'd be interested in teaching. I jumped at the chance. Free training? Heck yeah. (laughs) So they sent me off to a weekend yoga teacher certification course. And I have to tell you that this changed my life. From the first day, from the first class, I was in love with this practice. I just remember thinking that I had never felt so relaxed as I did at the end of a yoga class. Now, I understand the science and the reason why I felt so relaxed is that I was regulating my breathing and my nervous system because I was focusing on moving my body and that in turn kept me from worrying in my brain. And essentially what you're doing when you practice yoga is a mindfulness practice as you move. And this reset to the nervous system is something that I deeply needed at the time. And I was so inspired by it that I wanted to share it with others. So this really gave me personally a new purpose for movement. And you can find this feeling through lots of different types of movement from dancing to weightlifting to riding a bicycle or to playing soccer or softball. Uh, Finding the movement style that inspires you, that you enjoy, is really the key to sustaining a movement practice. So I ended up spending about 12 years overseas supporting the U.S. Army before I moved back to Texas. Um, For many of those years, I was in charge of an Army Wellness Center, Center, which was a clinic where we did human performance coaching. I did a lot of one-on-one sessions and group coaching with soldiers and their family members. And I learned a whole lot about human motivation. And I have to say that when I started there, I was just telling everybody what they should do because I knew what what people needed. You should eat this. You should do that. You need to sleep this much. You need to quit smoking. And pretty early on, I learned that telling people what to do doesn't change their behavior because people don't want to be told what to do. They simply want you to help them figure out what they want and how they can stay motivated. They want you to help them figure out how to stay motivated, not to motivate them specifically, right? So it's not about me standing beside somebody and saying, you've got this, you can do this. It's you in your own mind figuring out how do I stay motivated for the long term. So when I moved back to Texas, I started working at the DPS Training Academy in 2014, and I spent four and a half years there before I moved on to ERS. And in this role, I was able to reflect and research a lot and try to understand even more what motivates people to move and what keeps them from it. Because we wanted so much for our state troopers to stay healthy and to stay safe so that they could endure the hardships of such a difficult profession. Um, When I was at DPS, I was under the guidance of Captain Greg Davis, who is still at DPS, and he was working very hard to transform the idea that we should use exercise as punishment to the idea that exercise is a tool to make you stronger, better, and faster. And this is what I would call a mind shift statement. It's challenging the way we see things in our own mind. And the challenge with all of it is that you have to actually believe and feel in your being that you are not being forced to do things against your will. Rather, you are choosing to do it to make yourself stronger, better, and faster. So 
how do we do this? You know, how do we inspire this type of change in ourselves? I wanted to share a couple of strategies that I personally use uh, when I don't feel like moving because I, I know we all certainly have those days and maybe maybe some of these things will be useful for you in your own life. So number one, num- number one, stop using the word exercise or fitness or whatever word it is that you may associate with some sort of punishment. Unless you absolutely love to exercise, just use the word movement instead. Our brains are very good at searching for things that provide us pleasure and it's staying away from things that cause us pain. So if you find yourself thinking, I don't like exercise, try to reframe and say to yourself, I'm just going to move my body today and I'm going to move it in some way and find a way that you may enjoy. Number two, get away from all or nothing mentality. Just thinking that, I have to get to the gym or I need 30 minutes of solid time or it doesn't count is ridiculous when you really think about it. Five minutes of stretching, 10 minutes of walking, even one minute of doing squats or some sort of strength movement can be incredibly beneficial and adds up over the course of time. So if you ever have those thoughts like, I don't have time to move, ask yourself as you reframe, how much time could I give to my health today? Number three, keep it simple. You don't need fancy equipment. You don't need any fancy apps or programs. Walking, jogging, riding a bicycle, using your own body weight, or simply stretching in your chair are all beneficial ways to move. If you find yourself saying, I don't have equipment or I don't have a program, reframing this one by saying, I only need my body to move. Number four, use the tiny habits method. If you find yourself thinking, I'm not motivated to move, try finding a small way to stack a movement into your existing activities and celebrate your wins. So a small example of this is after I wash my hands, I will do five body weight squats and I will celebrate by pumping my fists in the air with a hearty, yeah. And I encourage you to do that right now, even if you're out walking in public, pump your fist and say, yeah, and see how it feels in your body. Because that shift is like miracle grow for habits. When you experience positive emotion, your brain will start to recognize that you receive a reward for doing that thing. So again, if you if you wash your hands five times a day, you've got 25 air squats. You can learn more about this strategy through a webinar that I did back in January called One Degree of Difference. I'll put the uh, recording show in, I'll put the recording link in the show notes in case you want to learn more about this really fun and simple strategy. And the fifth, the fifth way that uh, the fifth strategy I have for you is something that we are offering during the month of July, and that is our 21-day virtual fitness challenge. So between July 11th and the 31st, join fitness instructors from the Office of the Attorney General, join me, um, TextDot, and uh, DPS for Zumba strength training classes. We've got bar classes, core flex and stretch I'll be teaching yoga. Um, We've got a posture reset class. We've got things from 15 minutes to 30 minutes to 45 minutes. 
We will be giving door prizes away to the people who participate in the most classes. You can log all of your classes through a form that we've created very simply. And again, we will be giving out prizes. This is a great way to just focus on yourself a little bit in a group environment and to be around people that also are trying to to move a little bit more. As I'm getting older, my motivations for moving have certainly changed, yet my love of movement continues to grow. I truly believe that no matter how old you are or your fitness level, you can find joy in different types of movement. So I want to leave you with one last thought, and this is something that I heard very recently in one of the fitness classes I was attending. Um, The instructor said, moving your body today in this class is going to make this day better. But moving your body on a daily basis will make your life better. So I hope you will join us for some of the classes in our upcoming challenge. And if you're listening to this after July and you still want to participate in some of the virtual fitness classes, don't worry. We still continue to offer classes every week through the virtual fitness calendar, which is available in the show notes. So check out the show notes for that. If you're back in the office and you're thinking, how am I going to do the virtual fitness classes in the office? Perhaps set up a conference room and invite your colleagues to come and participate in these classes with you. We're doing them during lunch, so it might be a fun way to get together with some of your colleagues and do something as and do something healthy and to move together. All right, y'all, thanks for tuning in today. Our next episode, we'll be talking with senior fitness specialist, Alexis Schminke from the Texas Department of Public Safety's Fitness and Wellness Unit. She's gonna share her journey from forensic science to health and wellness, and you will not wanna miss that one. Until next time, I hope y'all keep moving and have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care.